One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Matchball. Hello. Welcome to The Matchball, live streamed for our TSB Plus subscribers on YouTube. You can also get the podcast version as well. It's Dan, Michael, and today we have Rob in the studio in the absence of Moscow. Moscow is at a wedding, isn't he? He is. Was he at a wedding yesterday, but said he would still be too hungover to do this? I think he's, I think he's recovering, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a shame. because What a diva. Well, I was going to say, I've, uh, just here, I've got the uh, the only sharp object that's in the studio, and I've removed them from your the scissors I'm talking about. I removed them from your from your grasp because that was a that was a, a tough watch, wasn't it? I think that's the fairest thing we can say about it. But point in a clean sheet against a European challenger. So, are we happy with that? Are they European challenger by virtue of being on the south coast? Well, they're eighth. <laughs> uh, they're eighth, aren't they? But um, oh, I should mention Levi Solicitors as well, of course, who are our partner on the podcast. 10% off your legal fees, levicelisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Yeah, uh, should we start on Junior Furpo? Because <laughs> at what point, what's the earliest time you mentioned him in your notes when you were scribbling stuff down? My top note is, it was on seven minutes, get Furpo off. Right. What, what, what brought you to that conclusion seven minutes in? I think he'd already been booked and he'd already been skinned and then... Had he already done what was potentially a second yellow at uh, that point? Yeah, I've got three minutes Brighton chance cross from the right, then four minutes Furpo was booked, then seven minutes Marpe was missed, and that was a uh, he missed the chance, which was across from the right as well. I think. Yeah, it was. Um, it was very. It was very tough going. It was. We're into Lawrence de Bock, um territory there against Derby, or I can't remember which game, but you're into like Tony Capaldi territory with that performance. He was. Awful. He was, wasn't he? He, did, he, did, he looked like he'd won a competition yeah. to play for Leeds. Uh, it was 17 minutes when I wrote down Furpo walking the line, get Strauch on. Yeah, that was 16 minutes. I didn't, he could have been booked again for that shirt pull. Mm. And it was genuinely surprising that he wasn't subbed off before half-time like we've seen Bielsa do with Calvin Phillips and Pascal Strike. I was, I mean, we were all calling for it, weren't we, to mm. be honest? Well, I remember going back to, um, I was on the Phil Hay show when we spoke to, I think it was Dermot Corrigan, who's their Spanish football guy out there about when we signed uh, Furpo. And he um, he recounted the story of Furpo being yanked, I think, after about 16 minutes or something like that in uh, one of his Barcelona performances, his early Barcelona games, and it shattered his confidence. So maybe they just left him on out of sympathy because that was a, it was really difficult watching him do that. And you just saw every time, was it, what's his face? He got down the outside every time. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think he got helped much by Jackie on that left-hand side because he wasn't great either. But then again, who was? It was so easy. It was embarrassingly easy how, went, how, how he went past him. Though. He just... He didn't even do a trick, did he? He was just <laughs> kick down the outside, run, and that was it. It was, it was so easy. I mean, second half when he was up against Dallas, who it's worth remembering is a, a right-footed, right winger, right back, central midfielder. He isn't a left back, and yeah. he was so much better against him. Mm. So it doesn't say much that our actual it, left back. It definitely helps that 
Lampsy got tired in that second half and was mm. taken off because there was a moment just before then where he, he really could have run at Dallas and just passed inside but I mean Furpo coming back from injury doesn't need a really really quick guy running at him all night and mm. yeah it just got very ugly didn't it well, to be fair everybody raised eyebrows in the run up to it when they saw Furpo being put back in at the expense of Strauch it just didn't make a huge amount of sense did it with Strauch in the form that he'd been in well I guess it would have made some sense insofar as Lampty is quick and, and Strauch for as as many good qualities as he does have, he's not particularly quick and you can imagine someone like that would maybe be able to turn him and get him behind yeah. and stuff. And a, a purpose-built left-back would, in theory, be a better option there. But That's the thing, like we, re- we really need him to work because, I mean, we went to Brighton last year and Alioski was horrendous as left-back and that was, you looked at that game and thought, well, there's a really obvious way we can improve. We mm. signed a proper left-back who can do some of the attacking things that Alioski can do but can also defend. That sounds like a really good idea. We'll make us a better team, and then we've signed a left back, and it's not. I mean, he's dem- he is not demonstrably ha- worse, isn't he? Uh, yeah, like defensively, is really bad tonight, and then going forward, he's not doing anything. The yeah. thing that always got me with Alioski though was which is his decision making and sometimes his passing and distribution. But then you looked at that, and um, the stat that I picked out that was tweeted by LUFC data in the second half: sixty-eight percent pass accuracy in the second half, and that was half the problem, wasn't it? I mean, because we we were saying maybe get Shackleton on because he's got a bit of pace about him, but. I mean, he even he did that ridiculous back pass. Mm. To he, was, he was terrible. But there was a point at which I actually made a note of this. Uh, let me have a look. It was, uh, yeah, there was a pass down the line from Shackleton to somebody running in the right channel and he just couldn't even bend it around the outside. It just, why why can't we pass to each other anymore? Don't know. Have you got any ideas? Well, should we just end this now? <laughs> just pack this in? I haven't really, no. It's, it's weird the effects that Brighton have on us because it's mm. that's three games now since we've come up where against Brighton it's just felt like they've had large big men in the way of everything we try mm. and do and I don't know if it's one of those things with Bielsa where just certain managers have certain styles and it, it just doesn't work like Gary Monk kind of had it and yeah whenever we come up against Brighton it just doesn't look the same at all but why the what is it that they do that is like a hex on us or something I, I just can't I can't figure it out no <laughs> I really wish I knew it, feel, it felt like our passing today was just it was so predictable mm. as well like when we were attacking it was just a case of well you can there's only one pass on it and they were so often just reading it and cutting it out and it felt like we were there was no snap to any of it. It didn't feel like it was really laboured and it was it was so frustrating to watch us give the ball away just so cheaply all the time. There was one thing I made a note of in the second half where it was when Was it when you described Furpo as a hologram? Uh, no. <laughs> it's better to have an actual person on there than a hologram because that made me laugh. It was when um it was the Dan James uh, when he was fouled by Basuma and we had a free kick and it was kind of midway inside their half and you thought, well we're not creating anything. It's maybe a chance to get in the box. And instead, we just knocked it five yards sideways. And then within about a minute, it was back in our defence. And you just think, well, do we not have a better plan than this? Like, this yeah. is, that's just, it's so lazy. It looks like the sort of thing you do if you're trying to run a clock down. I mean, sorry, go on. There was a lot of that in general play where the defence or the midfield had had it, would have the ball look up, not really know what to do, and then just pass it backwards. And then Cooper or Lorente would hoof it forwards mm. and Brighton would just win the ball back again. And then, but when you actually take that second half on its own, I mean, the first half was one of the worst halves of football I think I've seen under Bielsa, if not ever. It was terrible, wasn't it? That second half, although passing was bad, decision-making wasn't great at times, we didn't have a huge amount of threat, neither did they, really. I mean, they had that spell early in the second half. We It felt like we got our act together a bit more, but you're talking about being down the bottom of the well and then scrabbling three bricks up, I guess, aren't you? Because <laughs> it was shite, but you know, we could have nicked it towards the end. There was a point at which I thought, there's no way we, we'd nick this in the last five or ten minutes, but we might. I mean, there was the Roberts one, wasn't there, the post which would have been really lucky because it was a I think he completely missed it the actual original shot and it was deflected 
And he had, I mean, Tyler Roberts, we have, we have to talk about him. It's obligatory. I thought it was probably our best player, actually. Do we have to, because Mos- Moscow's not here, is he? he I think he's, he's not at a wedding, is he? Off, he's off scouting central midfielders, actually, come to think of it. Um, but no, he, he, he was fine. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Was, he was one of the... I'm not suggesting... I mean, he's not, he's not the answer to... One of the tweets that you always see is, if Tyler Roberts is the answer, what's the question? Mm. Like, And I know people don't like him, and that's that's fine. I don't particularly think he's up to it at this level. I don't think he's... You know, We need, we need better than him, maybe, when we can replace him. But he was fine when he came on. Mm. He did fine. Which is nice because after Gellhart starting at Tottenham, that felt like a bit of a kick in the teeth for him. So for him to then come on ahead of Gellhart, and I think that was probably the change that we all mm. wanted to see. And he, he did well. So, yeah. I think that we probably would have seen Gellhart, wouldn't we, had we not been forced into taking Furpo mm. off. Because it felt like Rodrigo looked absolutely knackered in the last 20 minutes of that. God, he was laboring. He was, was laboring. Not, not particularly involved. He even looked like he might have been injured. I wasn't Who was sure. uh, Sideshow Bob that was on their side? That was, was, he was he was Spanish as well, wasn't he? I think. Uh, yeah. The one who kept screaming every time anyone anyone tackled him. Yeah, I think it was uh, Alan Smith in the co commentary. Cucarella, that's yeah. his name. Um, Alan Smith in the co commentary for Sky was busy saying how, oh, he's, he hasn't even had to break stride to adapt to the Premier League, this, this Spaniard kind of thing. And I was thinking, we paid lots of money for Rodrigo. He looks dead tired. And Furpo. Mm. Um, Bradley Stead in the uh, in the comments on YouTube just asking if the wedding was uh, Moscow's or someone else's. Do we know? <laughs> Some, if it was Moscow's, we weren't invited. I feel, <laughs> I feel a little. I mean, I know you two had a obviously the blazing row. Uh, the just, other, a lo- just a lover's tiff the other day, more. so you probably got you booted off the list. Well, which I think we, we were both right because I didn't express myself particularly well about our lack of depth in the squad, and he got angry because I didn't say it right. And in the end, Moscow ended up arguing there were there were no other centre midfielders in the world, which seems which, which, which we know was a, which, which was a strange was argument. The case, yeah. But anyway, um, I didn't think central midfield was necessarily the issue today. I don't know what was that. <laughs> it was it was a complete failure. I felt like yeah. It, I mean, when you can't pass to one another, it, it's always a bad sign, isn't it? I thought Farshaw did all right again. Mm. Yeah, Strike was all right mm. when he came on. He got a bit weird towards the end, but he kind of <laughs> did well. But it was very telling at half time when. Sky cut to Jermaine Beckford, who's usually like the most positive mm. Leeds fan in the world, and he like, just went, nah. "That was bad. That was really bad." And that was all he said. And they cut to the advert. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to. Um, it was like going to see a film where you've paid in, and you think, "Well, this film's shite, and I hate it, but I am going to sit here until those credits roll because I've paid my seven, eight, nine quid, whatever it is, to, mm. to get this ticket." It was, um, yeah, it was a game only a mother could love that one. Uh, what about the subs then? Overall, obviously, Furpo off made total sense. Um, and then Phillips as well. So it was Shaq and Strauch for, for Paul and Phillips at half time. That was a bit of a blow as well, losing Phillips, wasn't it? Mm. With his yeah. uh, with his gash. Well, what, what was his actual injury? Car, his, uh, so apparently, my mate, my mate Neil watching on um, uh, in the Middle East said that the Arabic TV coverage said it was his calf, but it wasn't anything serious. So mm. hopefully that's true. He'd had a bit of a weird first half though as well, because he'd started playing in defence kind of mm. as that thing in the back three that everyone's trying to make a big deal out of, even though he does it kind of fairly regularly um, and then he moved forward like the last 10 minutes of the first half whereas Pascal Strikes came and sat in front of the back four and I think just it's that thing when we go to a back three of just why don't we just do what works for us normally and play that 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. and that seemed to help in the second half a bit it still wasn't great mm, Yeah you do wonder if let's say maybe the tactics just aren't quite enough are they sometimes I don't know particularly is it just you know people being low on confidence is, can you put it down to that just the lack of confidence it's weird though because it has clicked at certain points. First half at Spurs, we were great. But then, you know, we went and they turned it around and then lost in the second half. So does that then damage your confidence further? We just keep veering from one to the other, don't we? Mm. Week by week. It's like Leicester 
did feel like close to putting 90 minutes together mm. and looking back to normal. But then, yeah, and then you go Spurs in the first half is great, but then the second half is kind of naff. I mean, even going back to the first day of the season, we got spanked at Old Trafford and then against Everton, we were kind of all right. And then mm. apparently it was a bit rubbish. And there's just no consistency and no one's kind of putting it together. We're truly missing somebody up front, aren't we? Whether that's Bamford or anybody else. And given that we signed Rodrigo ostensibly for that position, it's disappointing that we look completely toothless when Bamford's not in the side. We look better with Gelhart in there because at least he was able to link it up and the ball seems to stick with Gelhart for a little bit, doesn't it? Mm, I must admit, I don't really like Dan James. Up front. But, uh, it just, particularly when Brighton is such a big team. There were times when we were, we were Harrison had the ball out on the left and he was looking into the box and you've got Dan James stood there with like four fairly large defenders and you think, well, what's the point? <laughs> like, there's, no, <laughs> there's absolutely no purpose in crossing to him. If it's a, a goal like he's won at Spurs where it's like a ball that you're breaking at pace and you can get a ball in behind the defence at like at ground level kind of thing. That's all right for him. But when when it was a game like that and it was a bit, it felt like like a boggy sort of performance where they were, whenever we attacked, there was never, we never really had them stretch. They could always set up and, you know, turn and face the ball. It was never like we had them yeah, backtracking. We, we were trying to get through six bodies on the edge of the yeah. area. Yeah. So it, it just made it, it makes very little sense to have Dan James in the team up front, I think, in, mm. in that kind of a, performance no it doesn't work for me because th- there were times as well I agree when like Harrison would get it on the left and you thought cross it in but then actually you realise as you're thinking it well what you're going to cross it in for and then he'd maybe check back inside look for a ball inside or it'd come back to someone like Dallas who'd then you know switch it onto his right and try and whip it across rather than um, you know pulling it away from the keeper because chances of getting Dan James on a on a like a, a whipped in ball headed is uh, is fairly minimal I would suggest but you can tell yeah we're missing we're missing something at the top up top there aren't we and it must be Bamford and he's still by the sounds of it maybe Brentford away um, oh, well he's a, that far away sorry another week away after Brentford mm. um, come back please well, then we can get back to uh, saying he's not very good <laughs> but at least <laughs> he, looks, a but he's, he, he does the, the running and it sticks yeah, with it him does. But it does tend to stick with him when he's up there and you appreciate him um, a lot more what do you reckon to um, to that last sub that was uh, Robertson for, for Jackie then Jackie overall Effective, ineffective. No better or worse than anyone else. It no. was it was fairly crap along with all of our attacking players today. That's but the thing when it's as disjointed as it was today. It's, it does feel hard to pick on individuals, maybe mm. maybe fair by side. Yeah. But, um, because, yeah, it just all wasn't right, was it? And if they're all a bit out of sync with each other, then it, it just looks crap. Yeah, Rafinha didn't. He had, he had a few nice moments. He was, he was well doubled up on those, Rafinha. There were times when he beat someone, but there was always an additional... Trossard was there a lot, wasn't he? Yeah, there was always an additional player. Um, there with him so he, he never had much space to do anything talk about Trossard's face that's one you'd never tire of kicking <laughs> isn't it we we were talking just recently about how grey a face Steve Morrison yeah. has mm. Trossard he's right up there for, yeah. for grey face very very dark under the eyes and stuff isn't he he's a, he's a terrifying looking <laughs> like haunted man <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Give me something positive to cling on to then out of that Got game. A point. We did get <laughs> yeah. a point. A really, a really undeserved point. It, it's weird though, isn't it? Because like after the Leicester game where I, we played really well, I was kind of gutted that we didn't win that game, whereas today we're absolutely awful and I feel really relieved that we've got a point out of that. It feels good. Well, they do say, don't they, if, if you aren't going to win a game, at least make sure you don't lose it. And it felt towards the end then, I like mean, it was going to be, that was the best outcome. To be clear, we didn't, the reason we didn't lose it is because um, they're quite shit at scoring goals. Like Mo, the the shot, um, the chance Mope had that he put over mm. was really, really easy. And then, I mean, he had actually been given very fortuitously, as it turned out, as a free kick on Shackleton. But there was another one Mope mm. put over the bar in the second half, which was even worse. But then so. there was the bobbly one as well with Melier, where I was convinced it had hit the post mm. and hit the back of him and gone in, but it hadn't. It bobbled the other side of him. So at least we got a little break with that. And you you could sense there was some some nerves creeping into their crowd because they got that far into the game and they hadn't got the goal or the breakthrough yet. So there was, there was still something in there for us, despite everything being as shit as it was. We we were all expecting Leeds to grind their way back into it and then do something stupid as well and give it away. So it's I think of, you were, weren't you? Definitely, I was yeah. absolutely yeah, convinced it was going to happen. So that was a relief that that didn't happen as well. Well, Cooper seemed to have that little bit of madness in him, didn't he? Where there were, it was twice in the first half that he, he managed to kick it onto his own arms and he was like, oh God. <laughs> Not now, Liam. Even, even when it's not his fault, there's there's a sort of a madness in his orbit, isn't there? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. The second one in particular, where he was kind of sliding across the pitch, and I think it touched more or less every part of his arm. Yeah. Oh, well, there's, there were, I think they had four penalty shouts. Graham Smith um, tweeted out in the first half. Was it four penalty shouts in that first half? Would you have given him any? No, no. I don't think it even were. <laughs> no, to be honest, no. Nah, Cooper no, always fine. just looks flustered, doesn't he? When he when mm. he does stuff like Lorente, you see him do mad stuff like that all the time, but he just looks, he just styles it out. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Cooper looks kind of frantic and frightened. I mean, did we have any chances to speak? I'm trying to think what there's we actually the, had. I mean, because I haven't got any notes for chances. I've just put a few were, things about subs and There whatever. were a couple of fairly late Roberts chances. There was one where he was put, there was, a, was it Shrout played a long ball over the top? Yeah, on, the, on his left-hand side. And he yeah. ran onto it. No, it was on on Roberts's right. Oh, on the reverse pass from... Um, and he, he kind of, it was a very narrow angle. And Forshaw, they, he, Forshaw sent it through to him. It was one. Forshaw, I can't yeah. remember. But it was, that, it made it, got a decent save out of the keeper. And then there was the other one on the left where... Um, I think that's the one you're thinking of, Dan, where... For sure, Dan James pressed them on the ball, hoped in there, and then it went to Forshaw and mm-hmm. Rodrigo in a back heel to Roberts. But yeah, there was, there was Roberts had a couple of half chances, and he didn't he didn't fluff them particularly. He just they were reasonable saves. Mm, question from Julie, sorry on um, on the chat on YouTube saying, can we not write Furpo off this soon after he's come in and had five starts? Yeah, I know it's rough, but we need to make him. You don't want to write him off. I mean, I, no, we, no. we see with Bielsa's teams, it does take time for these teams sorry these players to, to bed into the system it's tough isn't it like we're only just sort of seeing Dan James really get into it now like in Spurs or whatever uh, but that said he's done nothing to warrant a place yet yeah. he? and I know you only do something to warrant that place by playing but it felt today like letting him out for that second half or well, letting him out for the remainder of the first half was mm. a risk yeah I mean it's a bit of a conundrum, I don't, I don't want to write him off but you can't possibly watch that game and say anything positive about him because he was horrendous mm. like he was the the hologram description I said when we were watching it he just was going past him so easily it was dreadful the only way it looked like he would stop him would be to foul him and get another booking and it was it was so hard to watch and, like, and when just, you're, and just, when you're not just winning. willing the ball to not go over that side of the pitch because you know like if you know as soon as he's one on one with him he was going past him 
it was um, it was a very tough day. It, it feels like his performance might be a good advert for why we make uh, players returning from injury play for the 23s. Because I don't think Firpo's played for the 23s since he's come back from his latest injury anyway. Mm. And he's had half an hour at Spurs. It didn't really do anything. It wasn't his fault, any of that. But And then he's had 45 minutes here and you think, God, he, he looks a bit. I was going to say, you can't, you can't really afford to carry someone, okay? You can't have a passenger like that, can you, when things are not really going and it is so tight and you're under the caution? Confidence isn't high. Talk about, um, let's talk about uh, Diego Urente, because Nathan, I presume this is tongue in cheek, is describing him uh, as the new Pontus Janssen, but in brackets he's put negative. And then uh, further down, we've got Timothy mentioning his best contribution being when he stayed down with the, with the Conor Cody style head injury. <laughs> to um, grind down the remaining minutes of the first half. But, under the circumstances, good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just break the game up if, if we're as bad as we were. He yeah. seemed to have treatment for quite a long time. I wasn't... The replay of it wasn't really clear. No, I didn't see what happened to him. But then, yeah, he didn't look in a good way. But he... Because he, he seemed to be running from... He seemed to be behind the attacker. I don't know if he just ran his own face into, <laughs> into the back of someone's head. And went down for that. I'm not. It wasn't entirely clear, but was he it, did have treatment for quite a while. Was it on? Uh, was it on our show? I think it was when we spoke this last week. And I said I played this fixture on FIFA because um, I've got a later Leeds career going, and we were in the lilac kit, Brighton in their home kit, as we saw. Well, the very kits that we saw tonight, and I struggled with it mm. um, watching it on the telly, which is obviously what we did tonight, watching it on the telly. Uh, do you think genuinely that the kits might have had any influence on the passing? And I ask that as a, it shouldn't have, but, you know, I know we're in danger of Man United away at Southampton in 1993, great kit. Why could they pass it better than us? I was going to say, it didn't seem to bother Brighton. Um, <laughs> let me think about that and come back to you. But, did, uh, did they have special polarising contact lenses in or something that made it easier for them? That was just what I was going to say. Yeah, I would feel uncomfortable blaming that performance on the kits. Did you enjoy seeing those two kits up against no, each other? No, it was other? awful, awful. Yeah, I'm not. Be. I'm not a big fan of this kit. The the away kit last year, the burgundy one. It felt like we won a load of games in that. The Rafinha kit, isn't it? Mm, this one. Mm. We, can we, we can we put some weight onto it though, as, as being responsible for this in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> I'm trying to trying to find a reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michael. It's the kit. If you want, I get. I sense you just want me to say it. So I want. Yeah. So I want. Yes. It's it com- confirmation bias is what I'm looking. <laughs> okay. I'm yes. Looking it was, it's the kit's fault. So what else is there to say about that? I'm really struggling. Because it was um, uh, it was fairly awful all round, wasn't it? What do you reckon of Pawson? Because Pawson sent off Strout um, in the Liverpool game again. You you mentioned actually something in that game, Michael, about him always just looking slightly confused, like he doesn't know what he needs to do or it wants to do. Yeah, being, being led by the players a little bit. He needs instruction, but from wherever he gets, Jurgen Klopp. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. From like a, a player or like there was one. It was it was Trossard actually yeah. in the first half where he had been fouled, but it took him to stop and go. If that's a free kick what he's just done to me there is a free yeah, kick pick, and, and then Potter gone yes no you're right sorry I've, I've, thanks for letting me know <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I was sorry I was, just, I was thinking about yeah. thinking about something else uh, yeah you're right that is a free kick thanks for letting me know just and thinking he, about the roadworks on the way home yeah, like, yeah. He, he just seems to he, he's a, like, he needs an instruction from someone to actually referee the game mm. but I mean he wasn't terrible was he he didn't, he didn't change didn't the match any, he didn't do anything ridiculous no I don't think so it, it didn't feel like he was it feels like a lot of games this year as well it, it feels like there's been loads of really soft stuff given it felt like it was fairly even anything to say about Pawson no like he's just he's a ref <laughs> what, 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 really about, what about VAR then and that Rafinha won in the first half penalty or not um, when we saw it live I think we all fancied mm. it didn't we on the replay I was less convinced it did look like the guy was just trying to get in his way 
I think outside the box first, then he fell over into the box, didn't he? Mm. Um, and then Rafinha went over, but I don't know. All the all the penalty shouts fell a little bit. Yeah. Well, well Ju- Julie has just put in the comments. You're not going to talk about our penalty. We've just done it, uh, <laughs> Julie. Um, another positive Timothy brings up is to, um, is for sure actually getting through another ninety minutes and looking fine. And that is important, isn't it? Because it looks like it looks like we've got a midfield again of sorts. There's one bit where he went in for a. A real heavy tackle. It was like a sort of a block tackle where there's a lot of weight between. Did you it. go? And everyone went, oh no, no. But he jumped up straight away and did loads of running today as well. Did for sure. I thought I thought he was, I don't know, I'd like to see the yardage on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ran more than anyone today because mm. he seemed to be very, very busy in midfield. Despite basically being on crutches for two years, he could probably outrun you, do you think? Correct. Yes, <laughs> probably. On the crutches, I dare say. <laughs> At any point during the last two years, he could have outrun me. Uh, so where do we go from here? It's weird, isn't it? This season is just, I don't know. We were saying during the game, like this season has just become such a grind. We such. need to beat Palace. You think? Where are, where are they? Work. They're, no, we can't catch them actually. They're 16 <sighs> points. We're on, we have 12. We can get very near to them if we can beat them. Um, I mean, actually, I mean, I predicted ridiculously, predicted nine points out of this series of three games um, on the Phil Hay show. Again, somewhat tongue in cheek. But if we came out of these three with seven points, it would make us all breathe a lot easier, wouldn't it? Mm. I'd but, take five points off. Whatever. Now, <laughs> do you do you have confidence that we can turn it on against Palace? Because that's that's the problem with it. Like a performance like tonight is like even if it wasn't great and you take a point out of it, you'd want more of a, of a showing, wouldn't you? Because we we don't seem to be able to string together like two good halves, like a whole game. Mm. We strung together two bad halves tonight, but not two good halves. And we, it's just it feels like we just need that to happen, just so everybody can be reminded that we're all right, but you know, here we are a third of the way through the season and we're still kind of waiting for it. Our worst performances have not been followed by other bad performances mm. though, have they? Like, yeah. like Rob mentioned getting spanked on the opening day and then playing Everton and it was like, oh, actually, maybe it's fine. We're, this al- looks- we're always bad at Brighton as well, aren't we? And mm. like you say, we do tend to correct ourselves in the next game. So getting Palace at Ellen Road under the lights, yeah, let's just go and beat him. I was thinking the other day that just what relief there would feel if we were to get Bamford back and he was to just get a goal at Ellen Road and it would just feel like such a big lift because we've not had that really since... I know mm. he scored in the West Brom game, didn't he? But that was uh, reduced capacity and didn't really feel like a proper game. But this season, he's not scored at Ellen Road and it, it does feel like we're lacking that focal point in attacking, yeah. Just, the only, the only proper real back. moment we've had like that was uh, the penalty against Wolves mm-hmm. where, we'd, where we'd kind of got that big release and we were like, you know absolutely bouncing when we came in here afterwards and that Wolves game came off the back of Southampton which was probably worse than that just about or maybe Southampton just scored <laughs> and Brighton yeah, yeah. I think the goals probably would have changed the way we, we're seeing we're seeing that game I think if um, if if Firpo is getting skinned as easily as that in the first half and they stick a couple in people probably want to see him immediately sent back to Barcelona but mm. as it is we can kind of go well now I'm done sort of let's mm. Let's hope it's better next time. Because I'm still, you know, sat here having watched that and I don't feel too downhearted by it. Okay, fair enough. This season's going to be a grind. It may well be a relegation battle. But I'm looking forward to Tuesday because I do like Ellen Road under the lights. Mm. And um, the, you know, the mood in the ground, whilst there is anxiety about the league position, there is going to be and, and maybe it will grow over the course of the season. It's still very positive and hugely supportive, isn't it, inside the stadium. So don't believe everything you read on you know, Facebook and Twitter. It's... It's just a place to express anxieties, isn't it? It's not. It's not real life. Yeah, it's, the same it's, as that. This is it, as well. You know. Yeah, it's been it's been very balanced in in Ellen Road. People are not on anyone's backs. I, I don't get the feeling like the we saw in the Spurs game. You know, they had about that 
bad first half and they were very audibly booed off at half time. There's not been any of that. At, I don't think at least there is a lot of tension underlying it all, but everyone's everyone's kind of all right still, I think, until we're not. <laughs> It'd be just nice to just score some goals and have fun and just, mm. like you say, get that feeling back. And we're just not scoring or looking particularly threatening now. We've like mm-hmm. not consistently anyway. And yeah, just having a bit of fun at Ellen Road sounds nice, doesn't it? Would you, uh, would you put Joffy back in for the game against Palace up front? I thought he was unlucky to be dropped. Mm. I, thought he was, I thought he did really well against Spurs. And having someone up front who is always looking to shoot is a big benefit. Because like Rodrigo, he's had moments, hasn't he? Like he's looked really good at times this season. There's times when he's looked really, really laboured. And you're going to play him just because of, of who he is and the regard that he's held in and being you know, one of the senior players in the group. But I think there, there is an argument for definitely putting him in there. Make it, maybe make him one of the wingers sit it out. Mm. I mean, Harrison's not been good, has he, this season in general? No, and shifting James inside, as you said, has is, is sort of nullified James as well, mm. because his big strength is doing what they were doing to us tonight, which was just knocking down the outside. Although when he had one opportunity to do it today, he failed miserably, didn't he, James? can't remember mm. when he did it. I think he might have just run it, run it straight out of play or gave it straight to them or something. He was it, doing his frustrating. thing today as well, where he was just shooting quite a lot, but none of it was good, which is annoying. I mean, I do have one note of 28 minutes, James air kick, but so I don't think that will count towards yes. shooting stats, but he just completely missed the volley, didn't he? Yeah, it was his left foot, wasn't it? On the uh, Just dropped him on the edge of the box, and he, yeah, yeah, he did a big... It looked a very dramatic spin. <laughs> You've got to give him credit for the spin. It looked very athletic. Anything else then to bring to the party before we wrap it up? Because it's, you know, so it's been a difficult night, hasn't it? Not a great deal to, to enjoy out of that. Yeah, well done to people who went down there. They had yeah. really, really bad journeys. Mm. People getting down there because it so, is cold and stormy, the weather and, and horrible stuff. in Leeds, so, isn't it? And all the way down, yeah. Fair play, so. and and fair play to the Brighton fans that did bother turning up mm. did and they? stayed to the end because <laughs> there were a few. <laughs> it is quite bad getting away from that ground. In fairness, I think a lot of them just thought, nah. Why, in in what this. sense? It's just because it's in the middle of nowhere. It's quite isolated, right? Yeah, but I thought they were, I, basically it's, uh, me having a pop at their fans. I thought they were crap. <laughs> Anything else then from the notes or is that your lot? That'll do. It's about as good as it gets. It is. Okay, well, we'll um, debrief it properly on um, propaganda, which we'll be doing on probably, I'm thinking Wednesday, because we're back in at Ellen Road, aren't we? Of course, mm. on Tuesday. And uh, the main weekly show as well, where we'll bring you all the latest news and we'll uh, we'll look ahead to Brentford and uh, racing up the table. Mm. Sound all right to you? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Give it a go. Okay. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to this one. Hopefully we'll be able to bring you something joyful because it was put to us like on, on Twitter just before we came on air and we tweeted out to say that we were going to do it. Like, I really want to look forward to the match ball at some point this season. Like, yeah, we do too. We do too. We keep waiting for it to kick into action, don't we? But, you know. Propaganda's no fun either. When we, might, You might get some angry Brighton fans. You think? Oof, maybe. Really? Well, they'll be, vicious. they'll be annoyed that they've not won. I mean, that's what I mean. So they'll be... Mildly irritated. Yeah. Oh, Melia was decent. <laughs> made, one, made one really good save in the first half thought that when he got his fingertips to that one that Trossard shot the way onto the post go on pick, pick yourself a man of the match then just to close it out would you get one can you can you pick one sorry Melier for yeah, sure for sure Dallas for saving us from mm. <laughs> yeah the, I don't think anyone gets above a six okay fair enough right we will wrap it up then and um, hopefully Tuesday we'll be back in here happier we will won't we because we will thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll see you in a bit The Match Ball 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.